So, uh, disclaimer, this podcast was written with the intention to create entertainment. In no way do the creator's opinions reflect on those of their employers <coughs> or any other of their affiliations. Some characters' names may be changed to protect their identity. Warning, this podcast contains some conversations made <coughs> and tells graphic stories and depictions of visually traumatizing events not fit for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody, we're back with uh, Stories Behind the Mask. Welcome. Uh, yeah. How's everybody doing? Hola. You're doing Ola? I'm doing Ola. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm yeah. doing all right. Okay, well, I guess we'll just start off with what everybody's been up to. I've been sick. Super cool. You have been sick? I have. I had tonsillitis and double ear infection. Yeah, so I've been sick. Oh. <laughs> I'm not contagious. You don't sound sick. I don't anymore, but I had no voice all the way up until about 48 hours ago. So. Uh, okay. I uh, sounded like I'd been smoking for about 30 years. Super cool. Didn't even notice. And my tonsils have been trying to kill me like every couple days. They swell up real big and it hurts to swallow. But I think it's just the weather getting warm outside and yeah, all that crap and being allergic to like all the trees. Just allergic every year my tonsils try to kill me. Usually it's... Get those things taken out. My I was supposed to as a kid and it never happened. Wow. I was also supposed to have tubes put in my ears. I didn't even know I had an ear infection. I went to urgent care to get steroids for the tonsillitis because I knew it was happening. Yeah, it was probably someone else's results. <laughs> That's how urgent care is. She looked in my ears in the office and she was like, oh yeah, your ears are your ears are infected. I was like, cool. I couldn't even feel it. That's how long I've been dealing with it. I didn't even realize that my ears were messed up. But no, if I don't catch it early enough, I get pharyngitis and then... My whole throat looks about the side of a, it. Looks like it looks like I have a softball in my throat, <laughs> you know, like I'm hiding something, you know. Um, but no, I'm okay. I'm just at the tail end of it, where like I have like a really frustratingly mild cough, hmm. and uh, every once in a while, one of my tonsils swells up real big, and yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I'm all right. Okay, could be worse. What about you? Well, you know, just in a constant existential crisis, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. We expect nothing less of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, man. It happens, right? <laughs> nothing new? No. Anything no kids new, yet? New no you, kids Corey? yet. Oh, damn. Just Surprise. like I told you, working on my Alabama license, which is a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. You ready to move down there? Working on your license. You ready to move down there? Working on it. Ready, yeah. I don't blame you. You should experience, you know, living somewhere else, you know, yeah. once in your life or whatever. Why is it so frustrating to get your Bama license? Because, I don't know, I mean, I don't, I've only got experience with Indiana because Indiana is super easy. Mm-hmm. You just send in your national registry national and that's registry about it. And that's, yeah. But Alabama, they've got, they have this six-hour online protocol course that I had to take. Then I had to take a test for that. And then now I have a certificate for that. And then you have to fill out their actual primary application. And then they have a release form that you have to fill out for them to do a background check on you, a criminal record thing. And then they have a U.S. citizenry piece of paperwork you have to also fill out. And then the background check paperwork, you have to have two witnesses sign saying that whatever, for whatever reason, you have to have a witness sign it. And then there's no specific okay. instructions on how to like actually submit it. Okay. So I'm pretty sure you have to mail it in. That's a lot. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. Uh, 
that does that not making you reconsider? No. <laughs> well, it's like a work. It's a headache with the Kentucky. Kentucky, Illinois. The, well, the Illinois is easy. All I did was fill out the paperwork, but I still ain't got nothing back. So and I, I filled I, that out like five months ago. I filled out the paperwork. I sent it in. They sent it in as an email with a code. And you go log in with this code to go pay it. And I emailed it. I forwarded it up to our big boss, mm-hmm. ROM. Mm-hmm. And absolutely nothing happened. I got all the paperwork sent back to me and said, hey, your application's unfinished, blah, 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 because they didn't pay for it. I was like, cool. <laughs> so I got to do it all over again. Does AMR make you guys get Kentucky and Illinois? Yeah, so yes. like they pay for it. They, oh. they, they pay for the first one. After oh, that, yeah. it comes out of your pocket. Yeah. But um, I, I've literally tried filling it out so much. Like I filled out Kentucky at least twice. I've done all like the classes that you have to do to have it. I've done everything I need to do, and then it comes down to like the background check. Yeah. Uh, and I filled it all out, did what I was supposed to do, not heard anything back. Uh, same thing with Illinois. I filled the paperwork out, nothing back, and uh, so I just give up because they say you have to have it if you work there, and mm-hmm. I'm just done with it. So they can figure they it out. Haven't, they haven't pushed anything with me yet, but I'm sure they're going to here pretty soon. Yeah, so, so I'm just done. I'll start redoing all of it. If they let me go, let me go. They probably, <laughs> they probably won't. But it's like... <laughs> They'll probably pull you down and have you do all of it in, in the office, and just, that's likely what yeah. happens. So um, I do have a story from over the weekend that I'd like to talk about because okay. it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a rant, honestly. Oh God. It frustrates me. Before you get in your rant, All right. let me tell you about my week. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, it's not bad. Okay. Uh, Nothing much here. Just getting ready for another kiddo. Uh, I was telling Bailey before we started, uh, got some people coming in tomorrow oh. to give us quotes to remodel the basement here. Nice. So Marissa drew up some plans, so everything's going to be different. That'd be cool. Down here, hopefully in the next couple months. Uh, fire department busy as hell because it's summer absolutely um that's it no time for anything you need to get that soundproofing up down here you know what oh um i did order the frames the frame things for the big Uh, does it sound echoey poster i've got it dialed in fine now so it's okay it's just whenever there's other noise Go ahead. I ordered, I ordered them. Oh, they okay. take two months. They're handmade. Sweet. So uh, it'll be two months before they're shipped. Better be because I ordered a lady with little two sets of soft them. hands. An old lady. I think it's because they like they like place yeah. those little magnets in there like by hand and every. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Do I just I, ordered them. Do I really want to okay. get the soundproofing if we're going to remodel? I'm just saying someday. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do win it. Yeah. No, never mind. Squirrel. <laughs> Go ahead. So. You can I, keep talking. I had a run. I had a run yesterday. You had I a got, run or you I had, had the runs? <laughs> uh, a run. <laughs> Fortunately, I was good enough to not have the runs with what I was sick with. <laughs> um, so I had a run to a, an apartment building, and it was a... Delta level level breather. And so we get there. We have a brand new truck with performance load cot. And it's a brand new cot. And we can't get the cot to collapse. Is that the one with the track on it? Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the, uh, in the back? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we can't get the cot to collapse into the elevator. And 
we're like, well, this is a Delta level breather. Let's just leave the cot outside the elevator, take all the stuff upstairs, and see what's going on. We get up there. This lady's fine. Her complaint is that she's got chills. She's on oxygen all the time. She's got respiratory problems, but she's not actually actively having problems breathing, right? Mm -hmm. I said, hey, you know, like, I have no problems taking you, and I think you should go get checked out because you're medically fragile, um, especially if you're having chills, you're, you're breaking a fever and, you know, we should probably go get that taken care of, but right. I can't get my cot into the elevator right now. It, it won't collapse. It's brand new. It's probably just stuck get from up being brand new. And I said, well, what we can do is I can go downstairs. I can get this fancy chair, this stair chair, and we can ride down on that. Or fancy. I can assist you in ambulating with your rollator. She's like, no, I don't want to go anymore. I think I'll just be fine staying at home. I'm use like, big words. Then why did you call in the first yeah, place? Yeah, use big words because really? I'm a medical professional. Yes. <laughs> so Get your walker. I'll help you. Yeah, so. I'm going to help you in. She refuses. She decides she doesn't want to go anymore. Um, I think part of it was some anxiety, but that's fine, right? So, like. So, did you run to the truck and get the laptop? That's what I do. I sent my, my partner down to go get it. And I, I stayed run, up there. and then I make him sign I stayed up there, and I got all of her information, and I tried to talk her into going, because mm -hmm. she's one of those people where you, you just have a feeling that they're going to call yeah. back. So, we leave, yeah. and she calls back 10 minutes later. And her chief complaint, 10 minutes later, is that she's got chills. So, she gets a basic truck, because... Yeah. Well, she tells the basic truck that we refused to bring the cot upstairs to her apartment. Oh. So, of course, the crew was like, that sounds not right. So they tell the supervisor who mm -hmm. asks us, hey, what happened? <laughs> and we're like, well, the cot would not collapse for us to get it into the elevator. And I, I offered her to be stair chaired down or for me to help her with her rollator. So I guess there is a lot of issues going around where EMS providers are sitting patients on their rollators, which are not meant to be used. Yeah. As a stair chair or a wheelchair or whatever. They're no, not meant to be used not. that way. No. And those patients are falling out of their rollators, pins are popping out of them, etc. because you're not really supposed to sit and roll on them. Is that those walkers with like a seat cushion on them or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. got like a storage bin like underneath. Fancy and, yeah. I mean, I've used that, those to roll people and through they've the got house. So you're not, you're not supposed to. And I was unaware of that. Most of the people we do it, though, are pretty light people, so I never really... It occurred to me that it would break or something. So, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that, but I. I. I'm not really one to use a rollator, anyways. But like, it was like, okay, well, it, one. I. I didn't say I would seat her on the rollator at all. <laughs> yeah, but they always put words in your mouth. Two. Yeah. I said, you know, it wasn't. I said it's a delta level breather. We're not going to not bring the cop. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. I said, and just bring it as close as you can. As close as I could get the cot was outside of the elevator. I yeah. said, you know, it's not collapsing right now. It's a brand new performance load cot. So, like, the back end handles are just, they won't push mm -hmm. down all the way. And I think it's just because it's brand new. Yeah. It's brand new, so it's stiff. But, oh, like, right. to me, it genuinely irks me because it's like, that's not what I said. And you turned around and told another crew something I didn't say. Yeah. And then they're confused by it, they not do that understanding. A lot. And so they tell the supervisor, which is not that big of a deal. He obviously is going to investigate. Yeah. But yeah. he knows that that's not something we would do. And that's why he's asking questions. <clears throat> but the fact that patients will turn around and, and de demonize us for something that is not what happened, I literally explained exactly what happened. I could not collapse my cot to fit into the elevator. Yeah, and you gave other options. And I gave her other options. She was not 
dying by any means. Like, she was up standing and walking around her apartment when we got in there. That's so, why my refusal narratives are like 2,000 characters long because of people like that. Yeah. yeah. My refusals They'll are still anything. in chart format. My refusals are still even, in chart uh, format. Even, uh, it's not just them, it's also like. Uh, workers that are in the health field that go to visit these places. Yes. Yeah, that too. Like, uh, <clears throat> I had one not there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyways, they said, uh, you know, their O2 is this, this, or that. And then, you know, no sat her up and it got better. And, okay, she's, yeah. She's so, anyways, uh, I told, I always tell the crews I meet them, give them a report. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they walk in there like, oh, what's going on? And this person said a completely different. Completely different What she told me and it made me look like an ass. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. I said, you did not yeah. say that. Yes. I do. I, I, <laughs> she just so looked at me. When we drop off at the hospital and, and patients do that where they start telling them a different story, mm-hmm. I will stand right there next to the nurse and go, but that's not what you told me. Tell them what you yeah. told me. Now, now tell them the, the real yeah. story because that's not what you said to me <clears> at all. You got any pain? No. no. We get there. What hurts, sir? My chest. My got chest pain. No, or it's a. It's always a ten out of ten. Yeah. Ten out of yeah. <laughs> Talking. Ten my out chest, of ten my pain. back, my butt. Or um, you get there and it's like, no, I don't, ha- I don't have any medical problems. And it's like, yeah, you know, he was sat in kind of in the in the eighties, yeah. so I put him on some oxygen and he's okay. Yeah, so I have congestive heart failure, COPD, and emphysema, and you're just like, <laughs> I what? Warfarin. Yeah, yeah, I take warfarin. Yeah. I yeah. fell yesterday I on fell my head. Yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. And you're just like, why didn't yeah. you tell me that? I understand that I'm not a doctor or nurse, yeah. but like, I need to know these things. And I was having an off day on Friday. Were you? Yeah, it was bad. I So like I was doing everything wrong. We picked up a lady with chest pain. And uh, you know, sometimes when you get a blood pressure and uh, it just sounds like it's all over the place. Yes. And so and like, man, I got the wrong blood fib. <laughs> yeah, I got the wrong blood pressure, and we got to the hospital. And Jess has been perky since she's been doing these ketamine treatments. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, "Yeah, your blood pressure was way off, and uh, just off an off day." And this lady had already taken like three or four um, BP meds. No, um, I'm having such a brain fart. <laughs> There's so much run through my mind. Now, uh... Breathing treatments? No, 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 no. God damn She's it. having chest Corey. pain. Chest pain. Baby Nitro? Aspirin? Yes. Okay, she had baby like, aspirin. <laughs> no, like, no. Ah. She already took that before we came because dispatch does that sometimes. They tell yes, them to take the, the, Yeah, that uh, is the chest, came, chest pain. No, she had already had three or four nitros. And I don't know if I was just thinking... Was her BP just like abs- just dropped out of her butt? Or no, what? no. It was still extremely high. Oh. Like... She was definitely having some kind of event, but yeah. my blood pressure was like way off. It's just an off day. It happens. And I was like, fuck. I, I don't like screwing up. I beat myself right. up. Yeah. And Jess is like, will you quit? And I was like, <laughs> That's no. Me every day. Yeah. We had- I was like, no, because I've heard from other medics. You know, so- they're like, I got to know if I can trust you. And then you get the wrong one and then they don't let you do it again. So my thing is, is. When you get there, when you have two drastically different patients complain about different things, yeah, and the one who has a minor complaint, I think I have cellulitis on my ankle, and they're just like crying, like screaming and mm-hmm. stuff. I had a lady fall in the parking lot and crack her kneecap in two pieces, like you could palpate two yeah. different pieces, not even a tear. She's like, Yeah, it hurts when I move it, yeah, 
Let's not move it. I'll put an ice pack on there. Yeah, and then people would <laughs> But the guy, the guy, I think I have cellulitis, which is a bacterial infection yeah. on the skin yeah. on my ankle, is crying in my truck. Yeah. And it's like, this woman literally cracked her kneecap into two fucking pieces. Yeah. And in the rain, in flip-flops, not a single tear. Some people are like that. Like, uh, well, like we had a car accident, too. And... uh I think I was letting in the patient's history cloud my judgment mm-hmm. because I just hooked him up to the pulse ox and her heart was like 156. And st- I was like, oh, you got to pull over, Jess, you know. Uh, excuse me. Because mm-hmm. your judgment call is, oh, they could be having a cardiac event because she has history of it. Right. And you would think that her pacemaker would be, you know, helping. Uh, Fix that. Keep that in line. Yeah. And... And Jess is like, well, she was in an accident, and she was having increased chest pain from the seatbelt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So she hooked her up to the monitor and stuff, and laid her flat, and she said her neck was started hurting. So I had her, uh, a person that was with her, get off the cot that was less serious, mm-hmm. and had her sit in the breezeway seat, and then had her lay on the cot, and I see call her, mm-hmm. and then her heart was only 110. Well, maybe she laid down and that gave her some relief. Yeah, it could have just taken the pressure off. Yeah, yeah. But I beat myself up about that. I was like, Nah, man. The last, the last like couple months, (laughs) I was like, I already hooked her up to the monitor, so I got to take her. It's like I've only ever called for ALS like three times the entire time I was on a basic truck. I was on a basic truck for like almost two years, and one of them. This lady's leg was in the complete opposite direction of the rest of her body. Yeah. Understandable, right? I got told no on that one. I had a gentleman have a asthma attack so bad that he was blue. I got Tom Randolph on that one. <laughs> and <laughs> the only other time that I've ever called for an ALS intercept was for someone who had acute... And I mean, I watched their whole face fall in front of me, stroke symptoms. Mm. So it was like, okay, yeah, those are definitely things yeah. I need a paramedic on, right? Well... I'm on an ALS truck with a paramedic, and I have runs back after back that are basic runs, yeah. right? So I, I we pick up this gentleman from his house who's he's got an increase in confusion, and he's prone to UTIs, but he's mostly alert and oriented, right? Mm-hmm. He'd have like a, a like a brief moment where he'd be like, "Where to put my wallet?" And I'm like, "Your wallet's in your lap." But he knew where he was, the time, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> he we start moving because everything looked fine. I did put him on some oxygen because his O2 was like 90. He's 80-something. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we start moving, and he's like, yeah, I think I'm about to pass out. Don't and I said, say don't, that. I said, don't do that. So I got up and I walked around, and his whole face is purple. And I was like, pull over. Pull over. Pull over. Pull over. Right now. Pull, yeah, pull yeah. the truck over. <laughs> so that one. And then the run immediately after that is for this woman who... She just suddenly didn't feel right. She said she'd had it before where she just didn't feel right. She felt really weak all of a sudden, whatever. The yeah. last time it happened to her, they said she was severely dehydrated. I'm like, okay. We get her in the truck. Her blood pressure is a little low at like 100 over like 70. It's not terrible. Um, she's also alert and oriented. She's just She just looks really tired. Like maybe right. she's sick with something. Okay. Well, we start moving and I take another blood pressure. And her blood pressure is 80 over 40. Pull over. <laughs> Pull over. Something's happening. She ha- was septic. Her blood sugar was like 400. 
And yeah, by the time we got to the ER, her BP was 70 over 33. <laughs> so yeah, um, that was, and her heart rate was like 112, 120 nice. depending. So yeah, it was just, I, I never had so many runs in a row where I've had to be like, all right, this isn't my run anymore. This is yours. <laughs> Pull over. I need you. I need you to, to do something. <laughs> and the gentleman that turned blue, I ended up having to drive him in hot because um, he ended up having a cardiac event. But I think that what happened was is yeah. I'm pretty certain that he did have a UTI. Um, but also I think his potassium levels were like real, real off. Yeah. Real off. So, but I mean, just... I've not had to. I feel bad sometimes doing that too. Yeah, because I do too. It's that's like, what I was getting. My at. run. I feel bad because it's supposed yeah. to be my run. Well, that's what I was getting at. Because when we were on scene, she was like just had pain, mm-hmm. and then when we were on the way. I noticed she started sweating. Yeah. And she yeah. was clenching her chest more, and so I just put the pulse socks on her, and it was 156. And oh, I was like, whoa. you know, I was like, oh pull shit, over. I was like, Jessica, <laughs> you're gonna pull over. Why? She's a complaining of increased chest pain and neck pain. So I took her friend off the cot, mm-hmm. who was not really serious, but she was complaining of lower abdominal pain. Mm. Anyways, she was... Seatbelt? Yeah, she was fine. So I made her sit in the breezeway, mm-hmm. and then she hooked her up to the monitor. And I, yeah, she's like, it's 110. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah maybe that's laying flat. It wasn't a minute ago. Yeah, maybe that was laying flat. Yeah, And right. she it probably relieved some... Pressure. Pain. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I beat myself up. I, I no, I do the same thing because I feel, I feel bad. It's like, oh, I just made you a whole bunch of paperwork and yeah. I just made you do a bunch of extra stuff. Like the, the guy whose face turned blue, she gets in the back of the truck and has to put a four lead on him yeah. and then the four lead looks funky. So she has to put a 12 lead on him. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, it goes from, okay, he's on two liters on a nasal cannula to being on 15 on an NRV because he can't yeah. hold his sats. And I feel bad because it did start as a basic run. Yeah. And I just created all this extra crap for my partner, and I didn't mean to. Right? Has that like, ever happened to you? What's that? Does your partner ever create extra hassle? Like, if they do, you guys do that? Like, if do you uh, assess a patient, and if they're basic, you give if it to him? I will give my basic partner a run. I'll give them the patient if I truly know it's bullshit. If I have any inkling that something's going on, I'll take it. Hmm. If hmm. I think anything at all might be wrong and that's probably just because i'm a new medic have they um, ever told you to just pull over no because no. i only give him shit that's bullshit gotcha that's fair well so like our protocols let us be able to give like breathing treatments and yeah. i can give i had a run mm-hmm. with a gentleman who had parkinson's but he had an increase in weakness and he had diarrhea so i'm like all right he's dehydrated yeah <laughs> and he's got parkinson's and his family said yeah this has been gradual over the last so many months he's stopped been able to get up and he's falling a lot and I'm like okay get him in the truck we start moving he's like yeah i have diabetes i'm like okay should probably take a blood sugar blood sugar is 38 hmm. that's fun oh yeah so like i can give him you know oral glucose yeah give it give him you know the 15 grams Not many EMTs did nothing know that. did nothing had to give him another 15 grams of oral glucose i'd also did nothing that's just but i mean he was alert and oriented the whole time yeah His blood sugar is just 38 like okay you know but those are th- i can do those things yeah so yeah. it's like i have a means not many of the emts know you can do that stuff yeah a lot of them don't well, the problem is our service is still in the stone age so there's a lot that emts can't, can't do. do yeah like all these new protocols and shit we don't have yet yeah so like i can drop an np and i can give narcan yeah. um i do have kind of like a 
personal rule. It's not a protocol, but like a personal rule. If I give you two of Narcan and you don't wake up, you're a paramedic's problem. Because if yeah. I give you another Narcan and I give you flash pulmonary edema, I will never forgive myself. Never. <laughs> you're going with a paramedic. That's not my problem anymore. Because <laughs> like, if I get there and you're unconscious and I give you Narcan and you wake up, you can go with me. Yeah. Yeah. Not many of them know that. Yeah. So, um, but it's like, you know, I take a lot of the pressure off of her because those would have been things that would have been hers because our service was kind of protocol stone age for a long time there. And now they're not. So like part of it is also, she kind of has to get used to it. And the other thing is, is that now not only do I have to write all the bullshit runs cause that's what I do, but now I have runs that are actually kind of emergencies that are my runs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, I feel bad whenever things progress further than I can take care of. Yeah. Because then it's like, I'm sorry, I just made this your problem. That's that why I just go ahead and... We just take them anyways. Yeah. Like, we had a, we had a lady in... Huh? in I was freaking out the whole time. You were oh. freaking out the whole time. I, she was, I knew she was going to die. You just start grabbing random drugs and see which one well, works. I didn't want to give I didn't want to give her anything other than fluids because her blood pressure is too low to try and correct the AFib. Uh, other yes. than maybe giving Amio. It took me long enough to get my IV anyway, so I was like... It's pointless to give anything because we're pulling in now. Right. Yeah. So. so in the last three months, I have had three cardiac arrests with Rosk. The only three re- cardiac arrests we've had, all three of them have had, we've had Rosk. Hmm. The first one was a security guard at um, a factory, and he, we got Rosk on CPR only. He wasn't shocked at all. There was there was none of that. CPR only Rosk, which is, I think, all of these are going to be, like, unicorns, right? Mm-hmm. So, we get him in the truck, and we're five minutes from the hospital. From the moment we got at scene to the moment we got to the hospital was 17 minutes. Because it was, they had, Dang. yeah, so they had done three rounds of CPR, and on the third one, that's when they got Rosk, and it was, like, within minutes after we got there. I was pulling Epi because I thought this guy was done. He was white, white, white. So um, he walked out of the hospital three days later, neurologically intact. But, um, you know, they kind of asked my medic, like, hey, why didn't you give Amy? Because that's in the protocol, right? And she was like, I didn't have enough time. Like, genuinely, I didn't have enough time. And they're like, okay, right? So the second one is this... 60-something-year-old female who coded at home with a bunch of different types of cancer and comorbidities. So I'm thinking, again, she's not going to make it through this. Mm-hmm. Um, so medication only, we get ROSC. <laughs> medication and CPR, right? Right, right. So no shocking on that one. We get ROSC. We're like, whack. Okay, so we get her in the truck, and I go ahead and I pull Amy because her... Her rate is all over the place anyways, and, you know, anti-dysrhythmic. So mm-hmm. because of what I learned from our last code, I just tried to make it easier for my medic to be able to give those things. So I already had it pulled, spiked, ready to go. Well, she called into the ER, told the ER we get there, and they're like, why'd you give Amy? It's actually it's in our protocols <laughs> to do so. I mean, she could have given her an epidrip, right? But it's in the protocols to go ahead and give Amy, right? Like on all ROSC? Uh, that or or the epidrip, right? So the last one was a guy that we had run on two three days earlier, who had he has really bad asthma. He's coded like five six times, 
was telling us about how he wanted to go get a DNR. And his wife called after doing CPR because, you know, she wigs out and doesn't want him to die because he's in right, his 30s. Right. So we get there and we get Rosk also, but, I mean, he's, he's sick. He's sick, sick. I'm not certain that guy's actually going to make it out neurologically intact. But the first one, I know he already went back to work. So, but Dang. it's like, it's, it's interesting whenever you have, you get there and it's like the doctor asks you why you did something and you're like, it's in my protocol. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. That's, I don't have to explain it to you. I can just sit here and go, this is what the doctors that you work with that Told help write our protocols say that we should do. Yeah. So that's why we did it that way. And A lot I, of it's just to be bully. There's some doctors that I absolutely love. It doesn't matter what I give them. They're like, all right, rock on, let's go. But there's other doctors who question everything that you did. on. Why does he have an NP? Because he's so drunk, he can't even hold his head up right. Yeah. And his oxygen saturations are in the 80s by himself. So that's why he's got an NP and a nasal yeah, cannula. No and the nasal cannula is crammed into the NP because otherwise he's not breathing well enough. Yeah. His rate is effective, but his actual effort itself isn't like they ask you dumb stuff and it's like obviously i'm not going to do things just do things right why why create the extra work paperwork any of that there's Mm -hmm. just not a point so i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't get it but no you know i did i did watch rolling a gunshot victim with a double bls truck yeah Uh, that's all they have a double bls truck who only had all they had on him was an nrb they didn't put pads on him anything. Like as an EMT, yeah. you still put pads on him. Common sense. Like he's he was white as a sheet. I don't think that guy made it. But like it was, that's all you did? Yeah. That's all you did was put an NRB on this and guy. And that's all shot. they run down there. Yeah. Well, I mean. Basic. But still, you can, you're still required yeah, to have an yeah, on yeah. that truck. You're right. still able to right. put pads on that guy. I mean, we put pads on a guy up here the other day. <clears throat> Shoot. Just a. Just as a precautionary. Yeah. I mean, just, there's just parts of it that just, like, they just get me. Yeah. I, like, I I understand why they're asking the questions because they've got people that do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, if notoriously we bring in patients that are well taken care of, and I think that maybe you should not harp on us like we're a double BLS truck that's running a gunshot wound with no pads on. You know what I mean? Like, I think you should give me a little bit more benefit of the doubt, really. Ugh. Just the problem is these doctors get a superiority complex as soon as they get that doctor title in front of their name. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what really frustrates that's me. That's why my favorites are DOs. DOs yeah. are super cool. Those are usually the chillest. They're the, they're super chill. They understand just about you give them and they're like, listen, no. like They actually listen to you. That's my favorite part. Every DO I've ever mm-hmm. given a report to actually sits there and pays attention to what you're saying in the ER. And it's like. Thank you. Like, he's like, yeah, no, you guys know way more than I do. You were there. I wasn't. And it's like, you know what? I wish the MD over there felt the same <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> you wish they were all like that. Yeah. But they're not. Ones. No, they're not. Unfortunately. You just gotta kind of have to roll with it. You get used to one doctor and you mm. know how to talk to them, and then you, you figure that out with everybody else. But just... People. Yeah. Yeah. I think people's kind of an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, I want to hear, uh, I got my topic, well, topic? one of two. I want to hear Bailey's experience navigating a campground. Well. Because I want to talk about that because we went camping. 
Yeah, I was just thinking about it. Sounds go like a ahead. Nightmare. Yeah, go ahead and talk about I mean, it. It's been a while, so I don't totally remember it. I was still basic at the time, but we were coming all the way from Jasper. Went up to Patoka. Yeah. I've never been in the Patoka campgrounds before this. And so, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I guess, I think my partner at the time, he knew kind of where we were going. But the fire department had well beaten us there, so there was really no one there to escort us. And it's just a mm. total maze. And, and it ended up being bullshit. I do remember that. I don't even think we transported them. That's about all I remember. It just sucks. So we went camping, and uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, anyways, got up there, went camping, settled down. Some people invited us to go. And uh, anyways, just the different types. There's people that actually stay there all the time. So they leave their camper and go home or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, anytime someone would drive by, this guy would make it a point to come out to the road and be like, Hey, you lost. We we're here on a daily, you know, this, this, and that. There, the section we were at, we were like in the VIP section mm-hmm. for like campers and stuff. And there's like crackheads, <laughs> you know, uh, one o'clock, two in the morning. And Jason Haycox, I'll say his name. He listens to the podcast. He's the one that invited us, and uh, he used to be a police officer. And uh, anyways, the crackheads. It's like midnight one o'clock and they're yelling and screaming at each other you know shut the fuck up and go to bed you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah it's dry up there because it was kind of hot and uh it was dry and uh they were dousing the fire with one of the jumbo bottles of lighter fluid just dousing it and uh the next night they had like a huge party it was all tense and there's like 40 and 50 year olds playing beer pong nice with all the kids running around nice. nuts and i was just thinking you know what would that be like to get a call on a campground it sounds it's horrendous. just pure madness yeah, yeah. Sounds you know if they would have caught it on fire and just you know if that guy comes out and we're like driving around trying to find it yeah you lost yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've never done it i think it'd be pure madness yeah, uh, I feel like that's like the equivalent of like trying to find somebody in the bottoms. Yeah. No, it's just <laughs> going out to the bottoms is like, I don't know where I am or where I'm going. And thank goodness down there, at least the, like mm-hmm. the fire department, Perry Township, they kind of know where they're going, where yeah, everything yeah. is. A lot of those guys have been on the department for forever. So like they, they know that place like the back of their hand. But if it weren't for that, dude, you'd get lost so fast. Yeah. And it's like Fort Knox there. You got to go through like a couple gates. Yeah. And the guy, the people are always there. Like they flag you down. Yeah. You know, or uh, and just, I don't know, just navigating. Like we stayed out in New Harmony last year. And like our, the spot that we were at was like one of the first like little loops in immediately mm-hmm. inside. But this last year, her parents stayed out there again. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap. They were like all the way back there. I was like, this is like a nightmare. <laughs> and I can't imagine, like, I mean, you know, engines are, like, obviously campers are huge, but engines are huge. Yeah, yeah. And they, they don't, they don't turn well. <laughs> there's a, there's a guy that came through that, a huge ass RV. Yeah, it's, I feel like they're about the same size, yeah. really. And, uh, but yeah. even just the, like, like right now we have the longest fleet truck that rides the streets. It's 14 feet and eight inches long, I believe. So it's a pretty long truck. Hmm. And just putting that thing in certain spots gives me anxiety, let alone 
trying to fit an entire fucking engine down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good practice. Teeny the, tiny little streets. You is know, that the baby bus you guys got. No, that one's not a fleet truck. Oh. No, so that yeah, one not is that one. that one is a it is a truck. It's a. Are trans- you talking about Pinky? No, I have a brand new truck oh, that is that longer one. than Pinky. Oh, okay. It is longer than Pinky. It is not as long as the baby bus. The baby bus is like what twenty. Yeah, the baby bus is huge. I think it's like twenty one feet long or yeah. something. It's a long truck. And it's 12 foot tall, fully extended. Yeah. But um, our truck is a fleet truck, so it rides the streets every day. Mm. Every day. And it is the longest truck we have. And it's it's really nice, honestly. Like, it's got, like, the yeah. side door has steps instead of just a singular step oh, into the okay, truck. Gotcha. It's got a couple steps. And yeah, yeah. The performance load is nice. And then, like, we have, a, we have an extra cabinet. Oh, so the hooks come out? And pick it up. Mm-mm. Oh, you still got to pick the cot up. Yeah, you stick it up. It's a per, the. It's just called a performance load. Yeah, that's what it is. It My is. Ass. It is. It's set up where it would pick the cot up if we had the extra pieces yeah. for it, but it's not gonna. No. Um, they got spider legs. Spider legs. Yeah. What is it, Ferrara? Inferno INX. Ah. Yeah. Oh, those are red ones. Yeah. Mm. Those I think I've seen heavy those before. As fuck. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they are heavy. I love Heavier them. Heavier ours. Yeah, like. Well, yeah, compared to what you had. Come, yeah, coming from what we had. <laughs> the don't, basic. Don't have any experience. Pull with the, the lever and it only goes up or down. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Anyways, what, I think Work still has those. No. I don't know. Uh, their cots only. They only they fold, in on the, on themselves. Manual. Yeah. Yeah, we still have a couple terrible. of the old manual furnos on two of our trucks, I think. Yeah, fuck those things. Yeah. <laughs> so no. the, to the floor the, or up, that's it. Yeah. So the new ones are definitely an upgrade. Don't know how they compare to strikers, though. I do like them. No, I like the new ones. I just don't like that they're heavy they're as heavy. hell. They're heavier than ours. Yeah. So, and the other thing is that with, with all that crap, too, is like, I will do absolutely everything in my power not to bring the cotton to your house. Yep. I'll go, I will, I will carry you out on the stair chair. Don't care. Yeah, I bang I, the hell I don't out of people's p- houses. I don't want to put the cot in your house if I don't have yeah, to. Yeah, it's just crap. funny at our service trying to watch people who still have that mentality. We're going to take this cot wherever we go. Nope. And I I broke that mentality as soon as yeah. we got. Yeah. He's like, pick that up. And I was like, nope. Okay. Pick it up. I was like, fuck. And then we got people who still like refuse to use them if they don't have to because right. they just don't want to. No. Yeah. Well, and, and the other side of that is that like a lot of the fire departments that run with us or volunteer anyway and as somebody who volunteers myself like i'm not trying to kill my volunteers backs or anything by trying to make them carry yeah. not only our cot that weighs 100 pounds but the patient yeah. that wears and weigh, it weighs anywhere from you know 150 to 400 pounds on top of that so like i'm not for sure i'm not trying to hurt anybody including myself like i don't want them to have to do anything i wouldn't do myself so the for only sure. time period that like it's i think uh the best option to bring the cotton is if the house is super flat and very mm-hmm. open he and i brought the cotton to a house for this one lady who fell onto her knees and that was like very open house huh? that old lady that fell where her husband was trying to talk for her the whole time remember? oh yeah yeah like that house is like there's not a lot of crap in there and you pull the cot right into the living room basically and it's not that big of a deal yeah. But, like, otherwise, people who try to fit the cotton to, like, every little tiny space, that's a big no thank you. Yeah. 
That's like, how do you get it out from there? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And these Spurnos, I mean, they like easily have the ability to navigate stairs. Mm-hmm. But if I don't have to, I still refuse to do that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because each leg well, operates the, independently. The front and the back operate independently from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get to a set of stairs. Yeah. Yeah, you'll, strikers don't do that. You'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know how we stair walk. You know, you put yeah you put it all the way down in the front catches, and then you mm-hmm. go, yeah. This is different. It's a lot better. Yeah, okay. I've only used it a couple times, so I forget how it works. But you get to the stairs. And then you lower it all the way or as far as you need to till it touches the back stairs. Mm-hmm. And you come off a little bit, and then you can lower the front legs huh. and then come back more. And then the very back wheels, like on the, yeah, huh. not the, not the automated wheels, but yeah, yeah. The very yeah. back. The yeah. Head. I might, you might have to send me a video of that yeah. so you can see what it looks like. Cause and that sounds yeah, those like will, a lot. Well, it, and it'll take, so you're not doing any work other than wheeling yeah. it off the edge of the stairs and then you put the front legs down right so it's, it's just enough. catching itself yeah. basically yeah. it catches itself huh. okay it's kind of neat to watch i watched some of their videos you can navigate over um an interstate concrete wall mm-hmm. like the barriers uh, oh that's neat yeah because it goes it goes super high super high and because of huh. those, the way those legs work it can hmm. go over the interstate that's, neat. that's pretty neat though yeah. that's pretty cool all right. Well, yeah, Stryker can't do that. <laughs> uh, Corey and I'd be hoisting yeah. ourselves over that thing. <laughs> My only big complaint with it is the way that it loads because it, if you're, you can't be on any incline whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. If you're, or rather, if if you're on like an up and down incline, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. But like if your truck's like side, if your truck's sideways, yeah, it, the cot will roll. Yeah, that's what uh, I so that's actually why I like the performance load cots that we have because it's got a track and it, it has roll. a track, so yeah. it, like you can't miss it. The yeah. other ones have the antlers with the hook yeah, the that you school. have to, you know, wedge it in there. But yeah. with the performance load, I'll literally all I have to do is pick the cot in, push it in. Yeah, yeah. It, it does it by itself. Now the other side, the downside to it is that to unlock the cot, you yeah, have to yeah. push the button in and push the cot in before Forward, you can pull yeah. it out. And if your patient is heavy, that's really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you've only got two hands, you no know kidding. what I mean? So, uh, win some, you lose some. <laughs> but the performance loads, I mean, like I said, I like them. I do. I do. But that also means that anybody tries to, anyone can just come in and take my cot and put it on a different truck. But that means I'm screwed because yeah. I have to have the cot that yeah, goes to my truck. Yeah, you have to, to have truck. that one. Like I can't have <coughs> any other cot. Yeah, no kidding performance load cots only and i think we only have three or four of them so that's saying something pinky has the other one my truck mm, and pinky yeah, yeah. both have pinky. performance loads so yeah yeah Pinky's supposed to be a critical care truck but it's not <laughs> yeah so. uh yeah cool 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 i think short episode today is it is it i thought you were going to talk about your yeah poison yeah again yes so we recorded and it happens stupid computer you know it happens bailey fucked up it's okay oh my we god still love we you, quit that shit you can not fuck up <laughs> a computer. so what happened is keep talking i uh have had people call 911 because they ate something or came in contact with something that they they freak out about and they call poison control, and poison control tells them to call an ambulance. Um, I Poison control is cool to an extent, right? If you call them, they can only give you so much information. If you took a pill you didn't really know about, 
or you weren't certain about whatever, it's a lot easier if you just go to the poison control website. Um, poison control website is super helpful. Pulling it up right now. So um, obviously if you type poison control into Google, it's gonna give you the poison control phone number. It is 24 hours, seven days a week, and the main language is English. Um, <clears throat> but if you go to poison.org, you can put in all kinds of stuff and get all kinds of information. You can get help identifying pills. Um, you can get help with um, the button batteries and children and how to um, keep them away from children. Um, it'll give you information on e-cigarettes, carbon monoxide, uh, rat poison, different types of um, first aid for poison, and it will tell you like hey, you know, this is, you know, what poison does, how, how old it is, how it would affect you, you know, <clears throat> by season, what's more common, the first day, like I said, podcasts are on here. Um, <clears throat> it'll give you the national phone number for poison control also. And like I said, I think the pill ID part is probably the most helpful because how many times have, you know, you ran on an old lady who's like, yeah, I don't know, I take the purple one or whatever. Here's a box. Here's a box. I take these. I take the pink ones, and they're they're not labeled, and they're in there for what days they take them, and so that way, you know, you can you can get help figuring out what pills are which. Hmm. Um, especially those old people who are like, I'm not prescribed this anymore, but I can't figure out which one's in there, and it's something that jacks their blood pressure up or something like that. Sell it. <laughs> it's not the good kind. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, but they do. They have the pill identifier, which is super cool. It, you can put in the code that's on the pill, the color, the shape, hmm. all that stuff, and it'll give you the medication name. I remember you talking about and that. And the common dosages. Yeah, super cool. I think that that's probably like the coolest part of it. Yeah, we do drug drops around here. Yes. I think Not cool. the illegal kind. They're illegal. Also, the cool part about the poison control website is it'll tell you what a severe case of contact with poison looks like and what a not severe case of con uh, contact with poison looks like. Mm. Whereas if you call, they're not going to give you as much information. They're just going to tell you to go to an just ER call an or call an ambulance. And the funny part about that is that if you call an ambulance because poison control told you to call an ambulance, I have to call poison control back anyways. <laughs> if you call poison control and they say, call 911, well, and I, I show up, i got to call poison control. What I think is funny is... is uh, what has happened, you know, to bring this stuff up? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Someone's like, "Oh, yeah, that looks good." Mm -hmm. And they drink it, or <laughs> right? <laughs> just, well, um, that's why we have warning labels on everything. I've had a couple of patients drink antifreeze. Um, I've been stuff. told it doesn't taste good. FYI, don't do that. Or like, it looks like Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it, is it in you? Also, they have like the different types of rat poison on here. Do they have like deodorant and stuff? If you look on the back of the warning labels on deodorant, it says do not consume. Um, I imagine what if I it in, I buy deodorant. substances. Just um, someone out there has had to do it in order for it to be. It's got activated charcoal on here. I mean, just like the McDonald's coffee lady. Right. Antifreeze is on here again. Got millions because Aspirin, the batteries. coffee cup didn't say it was hot. It's terrible. Stupid. There's a whole article on here about dry scooping pre-workout. You're not supposed I, to do Yeah, that. actually, to do I've that. had a run here in town where I we had a... I remember hearing about that. Yeah, we had a young kid that did that. Took too much pre-workout. Put and himself sent us, an SVT. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> just started hurting. There is, let's see, cosmetics um, and personal care. Let's see. Sunscreen, uh, iodine, 
hair dye. Is that lip, good for lip pets too and stuff? Does boric acid treat vaginal yeast infections? Chlorine. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Our deodorant. God, this sounds like the patient the I had that was thing. washing her hoo ha with disinfectant bleach. With bleach, yeah. <laughs> My child ate toothpaste. Is that good for dogs too? Huh? Like if you did they have an animal? Oh, something. you know that's a good question actually. Because Let's see, my, there's lots of my, my brother, child on here. My brother's dog over there. He was going through something. Oh he, my god! Uh, was playing with my sister's boyfriend's dog, and uh, his shoulder got fucked up, mm. and so he was in pain. And so my brother, you know, was like, "Oh, I'll just give him a couple." Uh, I think he gave him aspirin. You can't do that. Not aspirin. Hey, Sam. Yeah. What'd you give your dog? What'd you give your dog? Uh, it's uh, not ibuprofen. Maybe it was Naproxen? Like, it was somewhere along that lines. But I think he gave him one or two. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I didn't think, you know, oh, yeah, I mean. But he had to take him down to the emergency. Animal thing, and they're crazy expensive. Why yeah. are they more expensive than a human? You can get hospital. insurance for your for your pets. Yeah, um, but it's I didn't just know if as there's... fucked up as human insurance, though. Yeah. So it's like it only covers certain things, and you yes. have to be careful. But I didn't know if there's something like that on there because he didn't know what was going on or Maybe. what to do. Um, so there's my child swallowed hair relaxer on here, so I imagine there's got to be hair some... relaxer. Yup. What the hell is hair relaxer? I'm looking that, is that up. Like the detangle shit. No, it's like the like um. Hair so you have like curly hair, and you want relaxer. it to be straight. It's a chemical that uh, straightens your hair. Oh, I see it here. Yeah. No base I'm cream, looking, hair relaxer. Dog stuff. I don't know. COVID-19 things on here. <laughs> My kid ate Cleaning wipes. <laughs> um, oh, God. Some of that stuff sounds pretty common. I wonder. There might be a whole different website for that. Let's see. There might be, yeah. Poison control for, for dogs. Animal poison control. It does actually exist. Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. Um... I didn't know if there was anything like Through that. Through the ASPCA, there is animal poison control. There is a phone number that you can call, but it doesn't look like it's as informative as like the human one. It does give you poisonous plants, poisonous food, and poisonous household products on here. And it gives you like garden safety tips and keeping your marijuana away from your dogs. <laughs> That's, uh, those are interesting, but it's not—it's not nearly it's as just, like uh, just some of the crap on there is just. Uh, this is, but yeah, through the ASPCA's Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. Know. Oh God! Uh, what there's a lot of weird yeah, stuff on here. Acid. I think it's kind of interesting. I, that's hilarious. Boric acid. <laughs> Uh, the stuff people put on them. Don't give herbal supplements to infants. <coughs> I felt like that was maybe a uh, something you should just know. That's crazy. Ugh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. There's a lot, there's kava kava on here. It talks about all kinds of stuff. Hmm. Took too much melatonin. <laughs> How to treat a lionfish sting? I didn't think those were common either. But like. There's all kinds of stuff on here. Are poinsettias poisonous? Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a whole section just for Christmas stuff. That's kind of funny. Fourth of July. Firework, firework safety. Uh, prevention of stingray injuries. Uh, don't, you know. 
Don't step on them. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. There's a lot of stuff on here. Uh, there's recalled air freshener sprays. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here. This is like the longest I've scrolled so far down on this thing. Homeopathic products. There's all kinds of stuff. Interesting. So, but yeah, so you can click the get help online or you can call them again. It might actually be smarter of you to go through the questionnaire online. Yeah. Um, it'll ask you like who was exposed, how old are they, their gender. Cool. 24, I'm a female. Let's see what it gives me. Are you pregnant? No, I'm not. Was this a suicide <laughs> attempt or self-harm? No. Continue. See what happens. Uh, ask for the substance that you took. Or the boric imprint acid. or the barcode. It'll scan the barcode of the pill bottle. Do boric acid. Bor- boric. Okay, let's see what happens. Uh, boric acid. Done. Oh, crap. There's like a... Oh, roach killer? Yeah, no, roach killer. Do, do they, do uh, roach okay, killer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 707 boric acid roach killer. What was the route of exposure? Anus. Okay, mouth, eye, skin, inhalation, or nose, other or unknown? Other or unknown. Okay. And then if it gives you a... This actually says to call the poison control number because it says that they don't think they can help you just from online. Oh, damn it. Okay. Yeah. Well, do... But it does say say what happens if if you have exposure. I think it's because it's other or unknown. That's why. Because it gives you the instructions for eyes, for the skin... You okay over there? Are you in another world? And for inhalation. <laughs> He's pulling the dust off the... I did that earlier. Oh, is there dust? But yeah, it tells you to go ahead and oh, like... Not too bad. Irrigate your eyes for 15 to 20 minutes. To irrigate your anus for 15 to 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> but there's all kinds of stuff on here. <laughs> also, oh, apparently the most common item for boric acid to be in is roach killer. Yeah. Equate boric acid vaginal suppositories. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that apparently that is that's something. Whatever. Uh, but that that would be the yeast infection route, anyways. On so. from the vaginal area. But uh, there's yeah. quite a few. Huh. Actually. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, what about this last one here? Have you guys ever wondered what's, if your partner's wondered what's going through your mind and you've wondered what's going through their mind, like when driving? Like, oh, like when you're in the front Like if or Jessica's back? in the back and she's like freaking out and I'm just up front jamming out and driving to the hospital. Oh, <laughs> Not yeah. Not a care Not a care in the world. You ever wonder what they're thinking about in the back? With the new truck, we have a speaker in the back that's plays the music from the front so she's just listening to whatever i'm listening to uh, while she's yeah, back there yeah. and i know it's bad sometimes because i'll be listening to like screaming corn and shit and like <laughs> she's got a person back there who took two handfuls of benadryl to try to kill themselves <laughs> it's just super dark right like but uh, you know i'm just who i am i just like that kind of music so yeah, i'm just, just jamming in the front I'm yeah. just, you know, singing along or whatever. Yeah, and sometimes I don't, I don't uh, listen because I'm in my own world driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, you need, to, can you hurry up? How much time we got? How much time we got? You know, just. She doesn't usually do that to me. She does definitely tell me to drive fast, but like we used to have Medic Nine, which was like the, one of the oldest trucks in the fleet. Yeah, yeah. And that thing drives like a brick. She would like look at me in the rearview mirror, like, 
if you don't stop driving like a goddamn idiot right now, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I get those. <laughs> or if I'm listening to whatever the patient's saying, they might be saying something like ridiculous. And yeah. like, especially like the patients that are super religious, start talking about God and Jesus and oh, they'll start talking about um, like my not to be political. Right. Um, there's a lot of people who still very much think that you know Trump should have won which is fine I don't like either one of them so I don't care (laughs) but they will sit in the back and they will talk about evangelical whatnots and then they'll start talking about Trump and then they'll start going on a tangent about LGBT people and not only am I married to a woman but my partner's son is trans so we'll just look at each other in the rear view mirror like you good? Whatever. <laughs> you good back there? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Or people, or people will talk to me in the back, and they'll start like insulting my tattoos and stuff because I'm heavily tattooed, and I'll just kind of look at them and be like, "Well, you asked for my help, so yeah. we can either just be quiet and enjoy this little ride, or here's um, a refusal. Yeah, you can get out of my truck. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was just wonder what. But yeah, people no, are I, thinking. I or I like, like the last. We had this gentleman. We got called to an MVC, mm-hmm. right? We get there. It's not an MVC. There's just a dude in the road, and he's laying up against the cop's legs. And we get there, and they're like, yeah, he was on a moped, and somebody just watched him just <laughs> over. And now he's, like, unconscious, and we can't get him to wake up. And we're like, all right. So we get him on, on the cot and in the truck or whatever, and this guy is super jacked up. Like, didn't fight the NP, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Fights the IV because it's an 18, but he had ropes. You know what I mean? His eyes were pearl, though, so, like, there's no need to give Narcan because they're not mm-hmm. pinpoint. And we're pretty sure he's just, like, super drunk. But I think he's got something on deck. But on the way to the hospital, you know, she was like, your mom was trying to get us to take you inside and just put you on the couch and let you go to sleep, but we couldn't do that. So, like, she talks to him, but she's, like, talking her thoughts yeah, and yeah. So like, I kind of am thinking about it too. Like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Like, <laughs> this guy could have like vomited in his sleep and killed himself. And <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking the same thing too. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You have a point. <laughs> you have a yeah. really good point. He got handcuffed to the cop because he tried to fight us at some point. But he would. Oh, nice. You would like sternal rub him, and he'd look at you. Yeah, and then go. And right you'd be back. like, "Hey, buddy, what's up?" And he's just like, "Yeah." Just staring at you with, like, no thoughts. <laughs> he wouldn't say anything. So it was like, all right, well, you're going to the hospital anyways. But, yeah, no, most of the time with that stuff, yeah, she's, like, thinking out loud. So oh, like, okay. I, I hear her most of the time. What about you and your guy? Do you uh, think there's any wheels turning up there? With me or my partner? Partner. Yeah, I imagine you are dead silent in the back of the truck. I imagine you're just sitting there on the bench. Seat, he is, like, pretty much. Typing yeah. away. and. Usually, if I'm in the back, I'm in autopilot. Yeah. And off in my own world. No matter what's going on, so I'm just, I'm I'm there. You think My the wheels are just taken. turning in his head? Well, no idea what's going on. Like if we're on, the, if we're on scene, <laughs> you're just oblivious to it. If we're on scene, and she's super quiet. Usually, I'm like three steps ahead of her, so I'm like, "Do you want this, this, yeah. or, or this?" And she'll say yes, no, whatever. But like that's, she's usually thinking about like dosage and stuff. So yeah. she's just like that's off in just her own I world. Am. I just do my own thing. Yeah, she does hers. I just do my own shit until it's her turn. <laughs> Yeah, but when we're driving, she kind of thinks out loud, too. She's like, don't do that. Oh, shit. You motherfucker. I'll think out loud some, and then, like, if I want something done, I don't usually, depending on how conscious the patient is, Yeah, I'll usually explain to them what's going on, 
and then I don't have to repeat myself. Yeah. 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 My partner will just do it yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I we, like doing that. It's usually I can just tell by like what's happening, what's needed. And like I said, I'm usually yeah. about three, four steps ahead of her. So we went to a nursing home and uh, this guy was still in the 50s, I guess, because uh, women were bitches. Uh, oh, the guy that spit at you? Didn't he spit yeah, at you? Yeah. I heard about that. <laughs> he was stuck in the 1950s. So he got in this somewhere in that time period or his parents raised him like that. I don't know. But Terrible. we're at the nursing home, and none of the nurses or any of them could get this guy to respond to him appropriately. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then we all get there, and the firemen, you know, they get him to respond. You know, he wakes up, and he's like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And they're like, oh, you know, so they're not responding well. And uh, Jess comes in there, and he goes, oh, great, another bitch. <laughs> 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 and, uh, oh. the, the wife was like... Uh, he's he's just upset because the way you're coming off, like she comes off like real stern and like aggressive, a little bit. Yeah, just and the patient told yeah. me that my partner wasn't nice, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's the same way. And uh, as <laughs> we're out there, and he goes, "A bitch just belongs in the kitchen." And I said, "Oh yeah, making sandwiches and whatnot." That's right. I was oh like, oh, "Okay." But anyways, we get going there, and I'm like... Excuse me, sir. Can you tell me what year it is? (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, he knew everything. He's sharp as a tack. But anyways, that's nursing home protocols. They got to send him out. Just sexist. Got it. Yeah. So we got... We're getting closer, and he just... You know, he's grabbing her butt, and he calling her a bitch and stuff, but it was grabbing places he shouldn't have been, you know. And uh, we're, like, not that far from the hospital. Gateway's right there. I can see it. And she's like, pull over! I'd have been a smack felony. Pull over, you know, and you got to <laughs> somewhat do what your partner says. Yep. And I was like, we're, we're so close. I was like, just let me switch. You know, and there wasn't anything that needed her, needed, she didn't need to be back there. I could have sat with him. And I was like, we're so close. Can we just switch? No, I want a supervisor or okay. a police officer. I was like, so then I get on the radio <laughs> and I sound like a jack wagon because I'm requesting PD or a supervisor due to patient not. Yeah, following I heard, commands. I heard you over the radio too. I was like, "What is happening?" Yeah. Patient's not following commands, <laughs> being unruly. I didn't know what to say. Patient keeps grabbing my partner's tits. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to say. No, <laughs> she's a lot. She must have been a lot nicer than I was because I had I I've had patient, fully grown adult, well, completely was, with it. Patient grabbed yeah. me, and I literally turned around and was like. You touch me one more time, and I will break each individual finger until the cops. He's get like, here. "Do you want to see my little Shirley?" And she'll go, "No, I don't want to see little Shirley." And if you don't stop, you know, yeah, why are we acting like a two-year-old? You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's just funny. Yeah. Anyways, just yeah. human beings. Just but you just wonder what they're thinking because she was like yeah. done talking, and I could see her face in the rearview mirror. And I just she's imagine thinking her face she wants is to fucking red, and she's just sitting there like nails appendage off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, man, I got trauma shoes attached yeah. to my pants, and I could just. Yeah, I was real like, quick. we are so close. <laughs> we just switch. Mm. I don't know, just stuff like that. I was just, just wondering. Terrible. And then I'm just up front no, in my man. own world. I was with Brittany Gates, and I had a, I had a, I had a 30 year old man that worked at a goddamn car wash. Yeah. Call from North First Avenue to go to Gateway. Yeah. He had like five bags full of ravioli cans. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? Okay. You know. I have to take these with me. Yes. That's exactly. I just went shopping and I just bought all my food for the week. 
I'm like, all right, what's going on today? That's well, just funny because, you know, when feet, you walk in the ER. And, yeah, they look at you and they're like, are you fucking serious right now? Ravioli cans. <laughs> mm-hmm. Five grocery store bags full of them. Yeah. And that's why cardiac disease is the number one killer in America. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I get one of them cans on my <laughs> Well, no, uh, and like I had stood up to like, I had stood up to grab a cold pack out of the uh, wall. Yeah. Because he was like, I hurt my knee. I mean, he hurts whatever. So I gave him a cold pack. No, well, I had stood up and I, and I had reached that. over the cot and he decided he wanted to touch my butt. And I, I looked at him and I said, you touch me one more fucking time and I will break each individual finger until Petey gets here. Yes, ma'am. It's what the fuck I thought. Don't touch me. And that was before I was boxing. Now it's just like, I'll just knock your lights out. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to play with you. Yeah. I, I won't even call for Petey. I'll just knock you out. And when we get to the ER, I'll be like, I have no idea. He just passed out. Just weird that men don't have <laughs> that issue with. You ever, know. I mean, I'm sure old ladies make comments at you guys all the time. No. No? Well, that's good. Uh, the only one was, was that divorce chick. I, we I, went on a call with. Had, and I guess I she have was. That problem. I don't know if it's geographic or not but i mean i don't have that problem here no it's not geographic it's probably a good thing then. i think it really is it's just how it is women get more than the men well and it's like i don't know what the fuck i did i don't i don't make myself yeah. look appealing at work <laughs> i throw my hair up in the nastiest messy, messy oh body. yeah and you get on to me that's why i dress the way i, I do. dress my uniform looks <laughs> nice but i'm not trying to like get dressed up i'm not putting my eyebrows on or nothing but like people are, yeah. they make the only time I had shit. was that divorce chick. I hate when that. I came up and said, "Hey, I need some of your daughter's information." She's like, "Are you married too?" I said, "Yep, yep. <laughs> sure am." That's the only time. But I think that was just because she was fresh off divorce. And Probably was ready to get something. Even in her then, knickers. it don't even have to be fresh off divorce. We picked up a frequent flyer, and he used to be homeless, but now he's got an apartment. He's like, "I've been divorced for ten years, and ever since my divorce." And I'm like, "Okay." We can stop talking about your divorce now. That was ten fucking years ago. I don't know yeah. if it's like a. I want you get. I want you to feel bad for me and and be nice to me. I don't care. You done How did that shit guy? to yourself. Fifty three. Yeah. See, he's probably back care. in the day during the free love era. If he you got was, in your feels, you get some. Yeah. No. I am. I'm not that person. I will pick the cot up and slide you out the back of the truck real quick. <laughs> nope. Not it. Uh, the, the guy that did end up trying to hit Brittany Gates in the face, he smacked me and he got a felony for smacking me. He's, I had picked him up two weeks earlier. He Mm -hmm. had sliced his hand on some glass in his apartment Mm -hmm. and he's schizophrenic and he didn't know how he did it, but there was, he had a lady over. So when we dropped him off at the ER, remember them trauma undressing him and I wasn't in the room. I was outside the curtain and I just remember them going, sir, why is there a hair tie around your testicles? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and me and Brittany Gaines just looking at each other like, what? <laughs> Got one of them old rings. Homemade rings on. He said that she was into some weird <sighs> stuff, but he like just about severed his finger. But he didn't know how he did it. It's like, interesting. What? Interesting. Told you, this is a long time ago. Did I tell you the time that someone had something stuck in their penis head? What? <laughs> <laughs> no? It was a sex toy. Oh my god! <coughs> it's one of those metal like, like sounding rod. Yeah. Oh oh yeah. oh! I've heard stories about I guess, that stuff. Oh no! Yeah, thank I you. guess it got a little too swollen, and then it got stuck. It just his wiener just. 
clamped around it. Mm. And so he had he was sticking out the tip. <laughs> it's like every ah, like my penis hurts. every run I've it's ever like I gotten wonder why for uh, <coughs> testicle pain. I've I've had a bajillion of them because basic truck. Yeah, I every, didn't know nuts could get that big. Every single one of those runs. <laughs> Every single one of those guys asks if I want to see their nuts. No, I don't. Get on the cot. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Hey, you want to see? I ain't lying, buddy. I saw the way you were walking. I'll take your word for it. It's not even that. I, I like. I will give you a cold pack to shove in your pants. I don't want to see your nuts. <laughs> God, I don't there's, know. There's a freak one. I'm pretty sure he's still alive, but he drinks a mixture of all kinds of alcohol together. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he'll lay in the street and people will call. Mm-hmm. It, this is like broad daylight. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did that one time to Jessica. He kept trying to take his penis out. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Jessica. Keep your penis in your pants, please. Yeah, she, all kinds of weird stuff. But yeah, cool. <laughs> awesome. Love awesome. how we ended the note on nuts. It's great. Her penises. <laughs> No comment from Bailey. <laughs> He's just sitting over there with his cheeks a little red. It's okay, bud. His cheeks are always red, aren't they? I'm just messing with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I guess that about wraps it up for us. Well, I guess so. Cool. Well, y'all have a nut-free Wonderful day. week. <laughs> you mean like the nuts in general or like a Both. Nut-free? Both. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, yeah. Uh, guess we'll see you guys, Bailey. You want to yeah. say your good night? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. <laughs>